Welcome to our first Postscript Christmas episode. We're talking about All Creatures Great and Small Season 1 Christmas Special. I'm Beth Capello. And I'm Christina Ziders. Happy holidays, everyone. No matter what time of year you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start with Tristan. Let's break this down by characters. Right. Okay. We're going to break it down that way. There's some development happening. There is. And you know what? I know this is like a bonus episode, but this is literally a season finale. Like oh. this is another episode you can't it's, miss this it's setting us up for the next season it's setting uh, the stage yeah. i think for the I next think so. season mm-hmm. i yeah. agree <laughs> so um it's like let's let's talk about tristan we really see a different side his we funny do. quirky side still but a different softer side we yeah like we get to see him i mean he's back flirting with maggie again so his mm-hmm. his old old tristan is not gone no no he's definitely um, not gone <laughs> But we do get to see this like softer side where there's um a little boy who we later find out is Maggie's little brother. Yes. David. David, yes. Mm-hmm. And um he he looks really bummed out at the Christmas party at Skeldale House. And he, he just does. keeps running he looks worried, he keeps running away. And um Tristan kind of tracks him down at at one point and he says, It's all my fault. Uh wait. Tristan the Elf. Tristan the Elf. Oh, that's Let's right. Let's comment on his outfit. We should comment on his outfit. His outfit was <laughs> phenomenal. Uh, yeah. And not just his outfit, his makeup. Did you see? Like, he, he has, has the kind of cheeks. rosier cheeks. Oh, They're I didn't really notice cute. that. It's nice. <laughs> too distracted nice by his touch. probably jingle bells and everything happening on there. It was it was really cute. Yeah, so he, he has to work real, the party I as mean, the elf. He looks like a nerd. Oh. <laughs> I loved it. But like, it I want amazing. that outfit. <laughs> and, like, he had, like, a cut in the arm and then some patchwork or, um, a, like, a stain on the other arm. Oh, okay. if you like really look I, at it, I did not. They made it look like into this costume. I, I know it's <laughs> it's either close. like it's so. There's two ways you can think of it. He's a working elf, and he's been working so hard that his clothes ripped. Or right. he has worn this so, so many <laughs> years and so many times because he says not again. That's that probably it's just the case. <laughs> That's oh, probably so the true. Case. Or so both. <laughs> even at the party, he has to work for his brother. <laughs> exactly. But I mean, that looks like a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, embarrassing. But a lot of fun. Not earn his keep. <laughs> but and I was wondering, is it because he's in the costume? He's really personable with these kids. It shows mm-hmm. that he kind of grew up here. Yeah. And he's really good with relating to people. And I feel like that's something we saw from the beginning. Like well, even yeah. when he was a troublemaker coming back, he was very friendly with all the townsfolk eating and, all their food. Right. And but, they were very friendly with him. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, they've all, they've all known him since he was a child. And also it probably helps him relate to children because he's still a little bit of a child himself. Like he hasn't fully grown up yet. He's embracing that like super fun, loving, silly side. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, I don't think he'd ever lose that. That's just part of his personality now. No, I mean, even when he talks to Mrs. Hall, you know, about James and how, about James, he yeah. goes, oh, it's always the quiet ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he James, still got... James ain't sly, is he? Is that what she said? Yep. And I she goes, it's the yep. I think that's what she said. Yeah. So he's a little bit of a flirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's growing in his studies, which is really nice to see. Yeah, he seems to be like actually wanting to help out and like he's spotting things that others are missing so mm-hmm. and i feel really like nice. that's the motivator don't you think so today he wanted to help david because he looked really stressed out right but um the thing he did last episode was when he pulled out his books to study for the exams 
It's because he wanted to help James. And yeah. he stepped in with that lead paint earlier on this season. Yeah. It's because he wanted to help James not crumble. So mm-hmm. I think that's a big motivator for him. He's yeah, I agree. He good was, supporting role. Yeah, he just <laughs> wants to help David. Um, yeah, so this poor kid. Um, <laughs> he He is um, worried about his donkey and... Um, Siegfried, I mean, Tristan pulls Siegfried into it for some reason. And Siegfried's just like shouting at this child. He is like not himself, but yes. <laughs> he's shouting at this child and he's kind of scaring the kid. And I get it because I was, I was a shy kid like that too. If somebody were like being remotely aggressive in my direction, I would have shut down too. Mm-hmm. So Tristan's like, I don't know why I asked for your help. And Siegfried <laughs> walks off and says, you're patient. Uh, so we find out that David is painfully shy, and uh, Tristan talks about how he used to be very shy too, but he got over it with this magic mask. I love he says, that. Would you like to borrow it? And he takes the mask off of his face, which is you know an invisible magical mask, and he hands it to David. David puts it on, and he's like a brand new kid. He's brave. He can be anyone mm-hmm. he wants to be, just like Tristan. And yeah, I just thought that was so adorable, and like. I don't know. It really does show how sensitive he is and perceptive, actually. Yes. There's, there's a lot of perception there with Tristan. Yeah, yeah. I loved it. And I'm like, I'm going to use this with my kids. It's it's such a great... Um, the what's little the magical word? mask. Yes, <laughs> a little magical mask. It's a, a great motivator and a way to kind of... It's a little tool. Give a kid yeah. confidence. Yeah. yeah. And to cool like tool let me to know. Relate. I was wondering, like, since you were a teacher, did you have any things no. and a parent? Do you have any moments like that? <laughs> if not, don't mean to put you on the spot. No, you're fine. It's just really cool to see those moments when they happen on screen, but it's impressive because you're like, wow, he was really able to relate with someone who is not his peer. It's yeah. someone younger than him. So, <laughs> See, as a kid, I'd be like, there's nothing there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I would have done as a kid. I think my kid would be like, oh, you have a magic mask. He loves playing, like, pretend and stuff. Yeah. When he's super, like, upset, you know, in tantrum mode or having, like, you know, big feelings are going on. I just take his little dino and talk to him as if I'm his dinosaur. And I'm like, oh, Aww. are you sad? And then he goes, uh-huh. I'm like, what's going on? I talk in his little dinosaur's voice. And then he gives Dino a hug and he's all good. Aw. And he actually talks to Dino. He won't talk to me, but he'll talk to his dinosaur. Oh, that's so, exactly. so cute. You know the tools, too. I try. <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> I also, well, anyways, back to Tristan, too, by the way. Can I just say that um, he is showing growth and that he's doing this to actually help the donkey and the child mm-hmm. and not to get back in Maggie's good graces? Like, there's no ulterior motive here. Exactly. <laughs> I agree with that. Impressive. I do agree with that's that. That's what I love to see from him. It seems yeah. like that's that's going to come out. I hope it comes out more in season two because that's that's a part of Tristan I love. Yeah. As you can see, it's all coming from a good place. Yeah, he's a goofball, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. like to make people comfortable. He, he He's good at making fun of himself, too. Yeah. So that's really, yeah, it's delightful. And speaking yeah. of making fun, I want to go back to what you just said about Siegfried and him getting into it. It's gotten kind of hilarious recently. <laughs> I don't know I if it's because. Yeah, and as they get more and more into like acting together, if it's getting more comfortable, this cast oh. is really gelling they they really are they're such a family it's it's a great way for them to kind of work together yeah you can really tell their acting is spot on yeah Yeah. it feels like they're actually brothers who have spent too much time together yes (laughs) yes 100 i love it 
<laughs> I love that. So, oh, and um, Tristan is also, speaking of Siegfried, Tristan's also put in this odd role where Siegfried is coming to him for advice as well. I know. This one kind of matches together because he says, <laughs> this is Tristan. This is something I would say. He's like, I'm trying really hard not to enjoy this when he comes to him for <laughs> advice. And I'm like, Tristan, and this is exactly what I would say to somebody who like doesn't come to me for advice and then would. Yeah. <laughs> I feel so much for Siegfried. This is really the first time we've seen him kind of get nervous over yeah. talking to Dorothy. He gets nervous. He swallows his pride, too, because he really likes her. Yeah. Oh, well, let, let's finish up with Tristan first. <laughs> okay. Siegfried's okay. next, guys. Siegfried's <laughs> next. But, yeah, so Tristan, uh, he figures out the donkey, ate mistletoe, helps him out. David's happy. Yes. Donkey's good. Right. Like right. staying over the night. And then at the end of the party, who walks in? Hold on. Mel, yeah. <laughs> you, had to, you had to prompt me there. But Maggie does. That's right. Maggie does walk in and they're, they're surrounded by mistletoe. Surprisingly. <laughs> I wonder where we got I all the mistletoe know from. Got all this mistletoe. Um, and she walks up to him and she looks at him and she's just and like just, adoring him. I know. And they kiss under the mistletoe. I know. We saw Maggie a couple times throughout the episode. So I was like, is something going to come of this? And luckily Well, when it she did, was introduced yeah. at the very start, I was yeah. just like, she's, she's back. She's back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I really love her too because she's a goofball. She matches Tristan's goofball energy, but she's a little more yeah. no nonsense. So I, I'm I excited think so. about her reappearing at the end of this. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. A little mistletoe moment with Maggie. Oh, yeah. I love it. That mistletoe is magical. I know. We'll have to There's <laughs> enough to figure out all this. Parasitic. I know, right? Now, cutting Dude. back to uh, Siegfried, like you were mentioning, since we're kind of jumping a bit. Um, the mistletoe was magic for Maggie, but not so much for Siegfried. When I know. He starts to try to oh overexplain it. So Siegfried <laughs> goes and asks Tristan for advice and then says, yeah. I'm not asking you anymore. I'm out. You're making fun of me. Goodbye. And then he goes to, to Dorothy and he's so he nervous. He's so nervous. He's like, he, uh, uh, uh. And, <laughs> and the acting is spot on. Like he, you can feel it in you're like, I felt it in my soul. Yes. How yeah. nervous he was. I was like, oh my gosh, I know where you are. I've been there in my life. I've been nervous like that. And we you're can, stuttering. I loved it. We can call this pulling a Christina because what he <laughs> says about mistletoe being a parasite I is know. like... I would say that I describe uh, pregnancy in that way. I'm like, there's a little parasite growing inside of oh you. My People gosh, get really upset it. about it, but like it's sucking the life out of you. You're so tired. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it happen. <laughs> but it was it was hilarious. I was dying. Like he's <laughs> just was, like, oh my gosh, talking oh, it was about like it. A, it was a terrible blind date. Like we were watching some. I think it's called. Dating No Filter, I can't remember exactly, but it's like these comedians comment on dates and there was a moment in that where it, you could have swapped out Siegfried and it would have been the exact same situation. Like he was just, he was so awkward. He was saying all the right things. I think at least Dorothy knows that he likes her, so she's just amused by it all. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think she was being just like, okay. And then she's like, you're a little, that was a little weird. I think I'm going to go over I'm here. He's like, bye. <laughs> yep, she was ya. really good, like pulling it out of him though. And like towards, the end, towards yeah. the end. And even throughout the series, she's kind of been cool about it the whole time. Mm -hmm, yeah. She might like it a little bit. <laughs> Since the beginning flirting, which is kind of wild, the first time they meet in the car, 
He seems cool, calm, and collected. Right. He's just and like, yeah, now, carry on. When it could get a little real. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's starting to sweat. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's definitely because it's <laughs> starting to become real. Yeah. And something could come of it. Right. So, and I mean, um, from Dorothy's position, if a guy is acting that awkward around you, it's a nice ego boost. That's true, too. <laughs> oh, definitely. Yeah. I used to be like, uh-huh. Uh-huh, sure. Uh-huh. Tell me it. more yeah. about this parasite mm-hmm. mistletoe. But <laughs> back to, like, the acting quality, when he meets her again at the end, you're not watching him act. You are in it with him. Yeah, exactly. Like said, he did such a good job. I know. I was, like, literally in there with him yeah. as he's, like, stuttering through. It was <laughs> it was good. And as then, she's guiding him through flirting with her. That was really yep. sweet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what would old Siegfried do? Old Siegfried right? with the game. Mm-hmm. Ooh, <laughs> and is then, he evolving a little bit, maybe? Yeah. And then, I, and then yeah. she's like, and then it, or he goes and says... Then I'd ask, might ask if you, I could kiss you. Mm-hmm. And then, oh. And she's like, I'd think about it for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a moment. It I loved so it. It was so cute. It was really that cute. for him. I loved everything about that scene. It was a really good one. Um, let, I want to touch on um, Siegfried dressing as Saint Nick. So he dressed as St. Nick and he's wearing green and white instead of red and white, which is the typical. And it's noted on by them. Like, I think uh, James James said, yeah, yeah. he goes, why aren't you wearing red? Why are you wearing green? And Siegfried is quick to just say, (laughs) do you have the quote written down? Uh, Only since some blasted American drinks company told us so. That's thanks to producer Allie. (laughs) (laughs) But that's thanks to Siegfried. I never (laughs) knew that before watching the show. So I went and I actually did a closer look on this. Nice. And I took literally while watching. I was like, what? Green? Why is he wearing green? (laughs) Yeah. So um, apparently it was... It's thought about that, like, it's Coca-Cola is the reason for Santa. So, like, here you can see a picture. I'm pulling up uh, a picture. It's a typical Santa Claus opening a a Coca-Cola. Yep. Says, refreshing surprise. It was really just their marketing. He looks like he's about to get caught doing something really bad, like, not just opening a bottle of (laughs) Coca-Cola. Yeah, and that looks like my kid there. Like, what are you doing? Can I help it? Like, no. So, um... That was so it was it was popularly popularized by Coca-Cola's advertising in the 1930s. However, um, sorry, I lost my spot. Here it is. So a fourth century Greek bishop, St. Nicholas, who famously wore red robes while giving gifts to the poor, especially children and the English folk figure, Father Christmas, whose original green robes turned red over time oh wow okay. that was interesting and this is from bbc oh that's cool i know um uh, tim harford wrote it on december 4th 24th 2018 a christmas oh. eve just like our episode <laughs> i know it was actually rudolph the red-nosed reindeer who was invented as a marketing gimmick i didn't know that really i know that's what it says in the article that makes so much sense that that whole um uh, not movie, the TV special is like the most annoying thing in the world. <gasps> I love it. <gasps> Did you love I it? I loved it. Oh my love gosh. It. The abominable noise. snowman. Well, the noise that his nose makes specifically oh. is like, I can't. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. <laughs> I could understand that. <laughs> I, that makes sense. So St. Nick is back both in Siegfried and in um, Mrs. Hall's obsession with St. Nick's. 
figures. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So it's, it's all merging together in this episode. Yes, one hundred percent. And then let's let's finish off with Siegfried. At the end of the episode, he's there for Mrs. Hall. Yeah, gives that her a was big so hand touching. squeeze, and he yeah. was he was really there for her, and that was just absolutely beautiful. And he is such a sweetheart. He is solid. He's like mm-hmm. the kind of guy that you want in your life because you know he's going to be there when when stuff gets real. Yeah, he's not running. Exactly. He, he's a, a good solid, good solid dude. And yeah, yeah. And of course, Mrs. Hall is upset because Edward didn't come. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was that's like everybody's every mother's heartbreak. <laughs> yeah. What did you guys think? Like I kind of thought, oh, Christmas episode, maybe we'll see him for the first time. But I guess not. It would have been nice for Mrs. Hall, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean for all of us, kind of waiting here. So see, he's just disappointed her over him. and over and over again. So yeah. I didn't have my hopes too high. Okay. Yeah. What yeah. about you, Beth? I wanted to see him. Um, I really did, but then I figured we wouldn't because then that kind of solidifies a little bit in Mrs. Hall's life. Like okay. if he did come and then there wouldn't be something to look forward that to mis- still later that on. That mystery. Good The point. mystery in her back, like her background. Okay. So something to look forward to. Yeah. So maybe, maybe. season two will bring him. I don't know. Christina might know, but maybe season two. <laughs> and if not in My season two, maybe season good. three. Yeah. <laughs> like I have to rewatch season two. <laughs> So uh, going into Mrs. Hall, I, re- I want to start with like the top. So in the beginning, we see all the landscape and stuff. And then it opens to them in like scale. They, they're in Skeldale House, yeah. Mrs. Hall and Siegfried chatting. Okay. Yeah. And they're chatting about Tristan's grades and his exams that came exactly. through. Yep. And They've so- arrived. They have. And Mrs. Hall goes and says, like, we're not opening these right now. I want a good Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we don't want anything, any disappointment, stuff like that. But did you notice when they were talking in the background, that tree? (laughs) No, I didn't notice notice the tree. tree. You didn't see the tree? No. So typically, because we're in the U.S., we have these big triangular, I'm literally making making my arms we're all doing it now okay um so we have those big fluffy full evergreen trees here yeah and the tree behind them was um not triangular and it was very thin there wasn't a lot of like uh branches with some leaves on it and stuff it was very like it was odd to me because in we're what, 2022, we are used to the to big ones, the big fluffy ones yeah. with all the stuff in it. And then back then, I guess that what they did was it would just go out and cut down a tree. Like there weren't like actual farms grown for like Christmas tree farms. Right. Right. I mean, that might have been uh, just how Christmas trees were. I don't know the history of Christmas trees that well. Um but should have did I a closer look on that I one too. <laughs> Maybe we can next Christmas special. There we go. I yes. didn't. I didn't actually notice the tree. But so did it look a little bit like a Charlie Brown Christmas tree? Um, well, it was a little bigger. Oh, okay. It was a little bigger than that. <laughs> That's bigger. good. And it had a little more. Yeah. <laughs> and then she decorated it really nice with like the tinsel and the um, ornaments and stuff well, like that. Well, that's where it was it's really, really cute. at. Exactly. <laughs> so it was cute. It was just interesting. It was just difference from 1937 to 2022. It was a Christmas tree on a diet. Yeah. Yeah. A, a big diet. <laughs> But as everything else, as with everything else, Mrs. Hall can turn anything out. 
She really oh. decked that to the nines. Jeez. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then did you see that dinner spread on the table? Mm. Incredible. Oh, yeah. Can my we gosh. please get a Mrs. Hall? I know. Right. We can <laughs> kind of have one with Helen. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's true. true. We, we cannot her. watch uh, these episodes before lunch anymore. Like, oh, I was yeah. so hungry watching it. I, like, oh, <laughs> I just gosh, had a peanut food. butter and jelly sandwich, so it was really sad. Oh, no. <laughs> we really need Mrs. Hall. We need her. It looked phenomenal. And then it was she amazing. turns so around and does another huge feasts for Christmas the next day. Yeah, I, I was like, know. how did she do that back to back? Right, like where that energy comes from, I have no I idea. I have no idea how she does it. <laughs> My legs are tired after cooking a big meal. Yeah. Like, that's half the size of what she did. I'm just mentally exhausted. Yeah. Like, I hosted Thanksgiving two years in a row, and I don't ever want to do it again. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it's too much. It is a lot. It is a lot. Um, so then we have um, Mrs. Hall, the whole Edward disappointment, and she ends right. up going to the church, and she's singing, and think you can tell she's thinking about she's Edward. Upset. We're there with her, like Absolutely. I'm there singing her with her, cracking, and just cracking, like, crying. The kids and, are staring. <laughs> yeah, <they're> like <laughs> what's going on with this lady? Kids. Why is she crying? Yeah, and yeah. that's when Siegfried shows up. Just mm-hmm. as she's actually starting to sob, Siegfried shows up and holds her hand, takes the hymnal, and lets her just, like, focus on the singing. Yeah. And the kids stop staring, so that's nice. They're like, oh, some man's with her. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, right. Did you um, see when they held hands? She's still wearing her uh, wedding ring. I didn't notice. Oh. Band. You're very, you're I, very you observant. You are the rings. <laughs> <laughs> I got this, guys. That's awesome, though. That's the details. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna pull out. Everybody's gonna pull out something different. So shameless plug. Whatever yeah, you know. pull out, yeah. send to us at <laughs> ps at witf.org. <laughs> so yeah, I did see the ring, and I wonder why she still is because she left him. She left oh. him. Yeah, we find. I mean, early in the season, we find out Dorothy says um, that she left that brute. So yeah. we're left to assume that he was a jerk. Yeah, yeah. that's true. That's true. Yeah, and then um, at the end, we talked about the dinner on the table mm-hmm. and how delicious it looked. Did you see the the hats? Yes. <laughs> okay, so hats. I'm yeah. very curious about these hats. And did you see what um, uh, what James opened? Like, you see, yes. he went and like opened something. popper. There I you go. Know, I, you heard the pop. That. Yeah. Okay. okay, awesome. Listen, this is going to segue into my other closer look. That <laughs> okay, so I had to find out because I'm like, why are they wearing these like paper mache really? Uh, yeah, they look like crepe paper. I think exactly. they are like tissue paper, something that could easily rip. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah it was like teacher uh, tissue paper. So these are oh. called like Christmas crackers. Okay. Uh-huh. So Christmas crackers. And they have like, they're supposed to be like paper crowns inside crowns inside of them. Paper crowns? Yes. Oh, like it, a crown. Not a okay. crown that you cover color with. Sorry. Like not a oh, crayon. No, no. <laughs> no I was crown. just, I was trying to equate these silly looking hats with a crown. We love our yeah. Beth from Philly. So, I know. <laughs> so, <laughs> sorry. So... I can't remember. Um, so what what goes in a Christmas cracker traditionally, and this is from a country living website. Okay. So traditionally Christmas crackers contain a small toy, a corny joke or riddle, and a paper crown. <laughs> While these are often cheap items meant for fun, you can also get your hands on some luxury Christmas crackers. I don't think I love there's that. more I luxury ones. I know. They were cheesy. definitely not. <laughs> it says that the jokes, think about like dad jokes. And groan-worthy Christmas puns. Hmm. So I wonder what would be on that. 
So, yeah, but they, they, the reason um, they're called Christmas crackers is not because it's like a cracker you eat. Right. It's because of the pop. Oh, it makes okay. a crack. That so that's sense. why it's called a cracker. So sometimes they say like, <laughs> it's like a strip of a tube running with a tiny explosive charge. Oh my God. You and the person sitting next to I you. I hate it already. <laughs> it's just, no, no, no. It's like, a, it just it, makes a crack. It doesn't actually shock it you. Won't I don't like it. It just goes like, no. I know. It just, I don't like things that might pop. We're going to surprise her next Christmas episode with a if Christmas you bring cracker. In perfection, oh my I'll gosh. Have the most, I'll have an anxiety reaction if you bring in that game perfection with the timer that it like explodes at the end. If you don't yeah. get all the, yeah, no, I hate, I hate, I don't like You don't anything like this like pop. So like, you get don't to control daddy. It's true. You yeah. do get to control this pop. Yeah, no surprise. <laughs> I'm a Champagne <laughs> makes me nervous. I want to make you a Christmas cracker uh, for the next one. So, um, it says like you and the person sitting next to you pull the end of the cracker until it pops open See, and then you make this no, soft not as much crack control sound. <laughs> yeah. Or like you can hold each other's. So like you see my arms are crossed. Yeah. Everybody around the table holds and you pop at the same time. Oh, oh that's cool. Okay. I like I that. Hat. Yeah. That I thought that was try really that. cool. <laughs> yeah. So it was actually invented during the Victorian era. Okay. Uh, when candy maker Tom Smith wanted to sell beautifully wrapped candies just like the French. Oh. And then he developed the first version in the 1840s. These paper crowns. So they're just yeah. like these these paper hats, like a newspaper hat essentially inside is what they're calling a crown. Yeah. Yeah. The crown okay. tradition can be traced back to the ancient Romans who wore festive headgear to celebrate Saturnalia. Sat- Thank you. Saturnalia. Wow. Yeah. How I do you know that, Saturnalia. That's awesome. That's really cool. It's a festival that took place around the winter solstice. All right. Yep. That was my closer look on that. I love I, that. I just couldn't get over it because when I when the hats came, I was like, "What are these hats? <laughs> they are like real out there and strange. They are exactly. <laughs> so let's go into the whole the, overarching the, what all of our listeners have been waiting will for this they whole time. Or won't they? Will they or won't they? Helen, um, Hugh, and James, the love <laughs> triangle. Support for All Creatures Great and Small on Masterpiece is made possible locally by Pleasant View Communities and UPMC. So let's go into the whole overarching what all of our listeners have been waiting for this whole time. Will they or won't they? Will they or won't they? Helen, Um. Hugh, and James. The love (laughs) triangle. Welcome back. And we are going to talk about that love triangle. Oh, yeah. That will they or won't they between Helen, Hugh, and James. Exactly. <laughs> Let's start by talking about where we, like where James is pretty much all day. James, yeah. So James is spending a lot of time with Bert and Anne on uh, Christmas Eve because they have a very, very pregnant dog, and they're wor- they were worried about her because she's a little swollen, but actually she's just very, very pregnant. Mm-hmm. So um, while they're at the Christmas Eve party, um, I think Bert, Bert or Anne, I can't remember which one calls, and they beckon him back because the dog's having problems. Yes. Um, Helen had already arrived at the party, and she just seems really distracted and kind of like she seems worried about the wedding the next day. You can tell she's not really into how big of a deal Hugh is making this wedding. And uh, as James is getting ready to leave, he finds her, and she's kind of sitting at the window by herself getting some quiet time, and she asks if she could come with Bert and Anne. 
go with to Burton Ann's. So uh, Mrs. Hall sees them drive off. I know. She I love that. she is not a fan. Uh, she does. Uh, she should know by now that James is like extremely trustworthy, but she doesn't like this. She doesn't like this at all. <laughs> I think because she also knows how much he likes her. Yeah. She yeah. is picking that up. She can tell. So. Yeah. And I wonder, like, uh, I feel like an overarching theme in this is like Hugh has the money to take care of Helen and her family. Exactly. And so I think there's a lot of people who want to see Helen and Hugh together because they like them together. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're they're a nice couple. Yeah. But I think they also want Helen to just have an easier life because they care for Helen. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I agree. That's there a good are point. some aspects of money that are very helpful in making an easier life. Mm hmm. I mean, so, getting married on Christmas Day is not really making things too much easier for her. True. And, you know, with That's, it being um, a big deal, she's like, I'd rather just have a small one. Yeah, yeah. she does mention uh, mm-hmm. that she wishes they would have just eloped. Mm-hmm. So she doesn't want this to be a big deal, which I, I also feel like that's a red flag. I, mm. I agree. Yeah, if she, so. that, it, it definitely a red flag. And then, of course, she says she wants to come with him moments after... Who James is seeing, Connie, says, oh, right. I can't go. Look at me. I can't go to a yeah, farm. I'm, I'm in a I'm dress. I'm dressed so nice. I'm dressed so nicely. And then here's He's Helen like, oh, like yeah, of course. I don't care about my dress. I'm coming with you. Yeah. She's yeah. like, I need my peace of mind. I don't care what I'm wearing. I work <laughs> yeah. on farms. She is a farmer's daughter, I was going to say. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they drive off together. And Mrs. Hall's real uneasy. Um, she asks Tristan at one point, like, where, why James and Helen went off together and... Um, Tristan, Tristan implies that he's sly mm-hmm. and, uh, she goes, James ain't sly, is he? And he's like, it's always the quiet ones. I know. <laughs> Which oh, I think is so funny. Tristan <laughs> is rooting for this. He wants yeah. something oh, to whole, happen. The whole episode, anytime yeah. he sees James and Helen, like, interacting or together or possibly together, he's just, he's got this big grin on his face, like, mm, yeah, it's gonna happen. He's like, something's gonna happen. <laughs> I think he really wants it to for I his think friend. So too. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that he, well, I think he knows Helen really well, too. Because, oh, true. I mean, he would have grown up around her, too. So he probably wants Helen to be happy as well. And I agree. Maybe he doesn't like you. Maybe he's one of the know. few people that doesn't that. like you. We don't maybe. know. <laughs> maybe. But he likes James better. He's on Team James. Mm-hmm. Very true. Um, <laughs> so we have the dog that so, gives yeah, birth. They, they go uh, to Burton Ann's and this this dog is having trouble because the biggest pup is stuck and... Um, I think Helen kind of sees James. She always looks at him like she admires him, which I think is really sweet. She sees how gentle he's being with this dog as he's trying. He's using these forceps, which are not gentle devices. Like he's right up front and says the dog might not survive, but he's being so gentle and he gets his puppy out and it's not moving. He's He's rubbing it down real good, and he's, like, blowing in its face, and it's just this cute little tiny puppy. It was adorable. And you can see Helen. Yeah. Helen watches him the whole time. She watches him clean his hands, and, like, you can see in her face that she's, like, hmm. Like, she's feeling him. That's a good eye. I wasn't, I was staring at that puppy because I was so scared. (laughs) Like, they're not going to do this to me on Christmas Eve. I know. But you clocked that. You were watching her. Yeah. She watched him the whole time. Yeah. She just, she looks at him like she admires him and respects him. Mm -hmm. And I don't think we've seen her look at Hugh that way. (laughs) I don't think I've seen her look at Hugh that way. (laughs) Good catch. True. Um, So anyways, uh, he says, well, this is all we can do. Let's see if the mom can get it started. And he puts the puppy down. 
And it starts wiggling Yay! and everyone's so happy so because cute. the puppy is Now survived. I need a puppy. And this is the first time I cried in the episode. I was so You're scared like, no, for that no. little puppy. Not the baby dog. Not dogs. Just like, <laughs> like just not keep right now. the farm animals. Don't do it to the dog. No. Oh, so, so all is well. And um, James and Helen go to leave, but... Bum, bum, bum. Drama. The fog is too thick. It seems just, like fate is knocking on that door. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's fate, guys. Just hunker down and get used to it. Yeah. Um, so they both panic, obviously, because Helen's supposed to get married tomorrow. And so mm-hmm. James calls Mrs. Hull and she uses some salty language with him. Mm-hmm. She says, what the bloody hell were you thinking? And this is, like, the first time I think I've ever heard her. She said she doesn't like using it. Yeah, she doesn't like using it. So we get this, like, she's real mad at him. (laughs) She's really mad at him. And she tells him not to do anything that he's going to regret. And we know he's not going to. Like, James is so respectful. He has morals. I I was with her in the... (laughs) I don't think he would intentionally do anything to mess up Helen's life. Right. Yes. he... He wants to tell her how he feels. Yeah. He saw that at the bar. Yeah. So I think yeah. that's what she's worried about. Him doing it in a kind, respectful way, but that's still right before she gets you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, we know how the episode ended. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> but then like Anne talking about Bert, who's yeah. snoring. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like she's talking about, she even says, like, but you can't help who you fall in love with. Mm-hmm. Right. In the end, there's no fighting it. So she's really kind of like monologuing how they both feel. Exactly. And as soon as Helen leaves the room, she looks at James and goes, does she know? So I feel like she's worried. I feel like she's inserting herself and she's saying like, "Mm, are you sure he's the right one? Like, this is what love feels like. I have Anne knows everything. (laughs) She is so wise. She is on it. She knows that he has been eyeing her up and loves her. Yeah. She is like the wisdom and love presence in this episode. She's, Mm -hmm. I bet she's cut from the same cloth as Mrs. Hall because she picked it up immediately. Super perceptive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, James obviously promises that he's going to get Helen back on time. Mm -hmm. And uh, being a gentleman, trying to take care of the responsibilities of all of this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they they have to uh, spend the night together um, uh, because Bert and Anne. The puppies are born. They're going up to bed. And uh, Helen and James kind of have this like heart to heart moment where um, they share kind of what their life might have been like if it had been different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like we find out Helen wanted to go to secretarial college, I think. It was, was. Yeah. yeah, that was interesting. And uh, because she she wanted to see more of the world, which is I while well, we saw a little peek of that, she's kind of um projecting it onto Jenny. She wanted Jenny to find an interest outside of farming. But she's so frustrated because Jenny just wants to work the land. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, and then we found out that James, well, we kind of knew this. James would have been working on the docks. Like, had he not gotten this job and had to go back to Glasgow, he probably would have had to take a job on the docks and working working a job like his dad. So... um, yeah, how did you feel about this heart to heart? I loved it. Me too. I re- it really gets them uh, deeper connected, and like their connection is growing more. Helen is like more so realizing that she. I I see it in her eyes. She 
she really cares she, for James. She's she has the feels too. She's yeah. got the feels. Yeah. Yep. She's growing all day about it. Did yeah. you did you clock what um a few things James would change? Um, oh, he well, the she, three things. she said, uh, well, what would you have done differently? He said, I might have stood up to Siegfried sooner. Mm-hmm. I might have worn more clothes that time you found me. When she saw him <laughs> in the, the river. river. Which was With a little justice. cheeky. Yes. <laughs> I think this is what Mrs. Hall was worried about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it's just <laughs> little flirtation. Yep. And then just And then he silent. starts saying, I might have told you. And silence. And then it was silence. So he knew. Yep. He, he had, like, I don't know if it was Mrs. Hall in the back of his head or he he's like, kept I better it not. to himself. Yeah. He had um, the opportunity. It was right there. And Helen's even saying, like, what? What? what would you Tell have me. Told me. Tell me. She wanted him to I'm say sitting it. there. Come on, James. <laughs> and then she, he goes, that going up to the farm in the Highdales the night before your wedding was a bad idea. I know. And I'm just like, ugh. James. I like fell to the ground. James. I'm like, <laughs> what is happening? Why are you doing this to yourself? I know. Clearly she wants you to say you like her. Mm-hmm. She was waiting <laughs> she for needs it. She it She's... on the record. Exactly. <laughs> She's asking you, like, what do you want to tell me? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, she's and then, disappointed. And, yeah. And then she goes and says, Hugh can't find out that I had to stay here overnight. Yeah, it's probably best if Hugh never finds out and he assures her that he won't find out from him. Yeah, but, but like, like, how are they going to hide it? I know. First of all, how are they going to hide it? Second of all, it's why a small can't town. Hugh, Hugh should know? You're going <laughs> to marry him true. the next day. You can't hide this from him. Well, I, I guess that's another red flag that she doesn't yeah. feel safe telling him that, oh, I went to watch these puppies be born because I was going out of my mind with anxiety for exactly. the wedding. For yeah. this big wedding that I didn't even want. There you go. <laughs> exactly. So here are the flags. Here's the fate. Oh, my gosh. So they have to spend the night. It's real disappointing. Like, I think just we were both we were all just disappointed by yes. James. Like, we just want to get out with it. So before before. um they go to bed. Um, James blows out the candles on this tree. Mm-hmm. And that looks like such a fire hazard. <laughs> I missed there were, that. Like, there were candles on that, the tree. No, there were that like is... thin, skinny birthday candles yeah. on the tree. Wow. I think that is the how they tree. used to decorate Christmas trees. And, and that's just a fire hazard but all over it. It like, looks like there's. it's a scraggly little tree, which we've granted yeah. that's probably what trees look like. But he's like blowing these candles out and the flame is like, you know shooting back and I'm just like the tree's gonna catch on fire yep, it took me out of it for a second that. oh my gosh <laughs> you gotta go back and watch it it was definitely like, that's the way to end a wedding <laughs> they would have had to go over some like safety protocols the house burned for down putting yeah. the candles on trees oh my gosh could yeah, have been so a whole different during story the filming of it yeah that pulled me out for a minute but then I'm back in it <laughs> because the new day comes and it's time to go. But we hear this rooster screaming in the background. And I'm, I'm just imagining this rooster just screaming, don't do it. Don't do it. That's what the rooster <laughs> is screaming in my head. <laughs> but Helen opens the door and you just see such like dread, dread, <laughs> sadness, disappointment. Like she's like got to she go get on the, married. She wanted it on the record. She feels yeah. obligated to get married. She doesn't want to hurt Hugh first exactly. off. Exactly. But then we also see in the car with her dad a little glimpse into why he thinks she's doing it. He mm-hmm. said, "We'll be all right regardless of what you do." Yep. And uh which I was really that, sweet. Yeah. It was sweet. That was really up. telling. I was like, "Wow, if her dad's picking up that yeah. this isn't for love." Yeah. It's Wow. Yep. 
I mean, all dads, I feel like, I shouldn't say all dads, but most dads, I feel like when they have daughters, all they want is for their daughter to be ridiculously happy. And if he's seeing that she's not ridiculously happy on her wedding day, I think yeah. he, he wanted her to know, like, whatever she decides, it's her life and he'll be fine regardless. That's a because huge that was deal. like a huge thing I think she was carrying with her this whole time. Like, so a little daddy daughter moment. And yeah, so they basically they arrive at the church. And in, in the meantime, James was told by both Siegfried and Mrs. Hall to go home, like go home to Scotland. You're not needed here. You shouldn't be here. Exactly. They they know he doesn't want. I think they're more worried about how he's going to react to seeing her get married. Oh, like yeah. the heartbreak. Or they're worried about him he standing up and saying, really? stop the wedding. I, oh, I read it more like that. I was like, here they come, squad deep, protecting James again. Yeah. Oh, no, oh, I, so nice. I saw it as don't stop this wedding. It needs wow. to go on. I honestly wow. can't imagine James stopping a wedding, though. He couldn't even tell her that he liked her. I know. I've seen so many <laughs> movies and TV shows where people stop weddings. And I'm like, dang, wow. they did they that. They crapped it. Yeah. <laughs> wow. James is ready for anything. So, so yeah, we see, we see James leaving town in the going, rain in the rain with, with the top down on the car <laughs> right okay which so later whole, we see the top does go up <laughs> yeah and then he comes back and like no so so i'm sorry but this was definitely something i needed to bring up it's yeah. raining he drives away in the rain first of all mm-hmm. what are you doing second of all <laughs> all the seats are wet like go drive in the one that has a top he's, he's got he's he, got a wet butt now yeah he yeah. drives away goes to the crossroads oh Oh, no, he's at the crossroads. It's bright like, and sunny. It's a gorgeous crossroads. It is. You're I right. That. It is bright and sunny. sunny. <laughs> so he's pretty far away from town. Well, turns around. Yeah, probably a decent distance. Yeah, yeah, turns around, comes back. It says raining again. You yeah. see the rain. And then all of a sudden, the, 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 the top, top is, is up. <laughs> so, uh, James, movie you could have been wearing... Yeah, movie magic. <laughs> and he's Why dry. Why did you put what? the top up before you left? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> So, yeah, see, he's at this crossroads. It's real pensive. He's sitting there. He's like, he doesn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, he makes a three-point turn, and he turns right back around. He knows what he has to do. And gets into town, and he's like, oh, I missed it. And Tristan, with his big grin yep. on his face, is like, oh, did you ever? <laughs> I, <laughs> I loved that line. <laughs> that was the line of the show for it's me. Like it was like four great. words best line yes mm-hmm. oh did you ever and, and tristan delivers that <laughs> oh yeah perfectly yeah i mean he's just, he is so happy because first off it's dramatic and uh entertaining exactly. but also james is getting his chance oh yeah yeah oh my gosh <laughs> so um because james is sweet he goes into the church and finds helen at the front sits down next to her and she's saying i thought you were going home and um he said something inside me said i should be here and then she says, I told you I'd make a fool of myself. Like, Helen, yeah. think better of yourself. You're a good lady. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, she's lamenting, like, you didn't deserve this. What have I done? And she's feeling really bad. And James says, you didn't do these things because you're cruel or unkind. You did it because you're the opposite of those things. Which is true. Yeah. Because she wouldn't be in marriage He's- with you for love. And she should be marrying Hugh for love. And he deserves somebody and who wants Hugh to marry that. him for exactly. love. Exactly. 100% agree. Well said. Well yeah. handled on James's part. Yeah. That's why we love James. Mm-hmm. So, and at no point did he make a move on her. Woo, woo. Which Tristan would have been like, hey, so you and me, you wink, need- wink, <laughs> nudge, nudge. Would have showed up with that mistletoe. 
Oh, but, I pulled this out of my pocket. <laughs> but James just goes, well, I'll take you home. Mm-hmm. And it's real sweet. And they walk out of the, uh, they walk out of the church. And uh, we flash back to Scaledale House where everyone's like trying to avoid talking about the, you know, the elephant in the room. Yep. And Tristan kind of, he looks like he's going to like explode. Yeah. And uh, he's like, did you see Helen? And James nods. And um, Mrs. Hall's like, is your mother upset you're not coming? And he's like, yeah. So they're like dancing around this. And then (laughs) Tristan goes, I cannot wait to find out about what happened and there's a pause and he goes with Susie's puppy or with Mrs. Hall's like, what are you doing that's what it was <laughs> with Susie's puppies so and cheeky. they all just like that's exactly what I would have br- said that's too. like breaks the ice <laughs> and they're all able mm-hmm. to just have a nice little Christmas dinner now yeah I definitely <laughs> would have said something like that 100% <laughs> and it goes again to show how close they all got that was a great mm-hmm. scene yeah it was yeah, really that- homey in there very family <laughs> I oh, bet yeah. the actors and all of their them. yeah, and all of their personality personalities were at play too. Like exactly, Siegfried and Mrs. Hall are just be like, "Don't do it, Tristan. Don't do it." Yeah, I agree. And Tristan's just like, "I gotta do it. I gotta do it." And he's like <laughs> jumping in his seat essentially, and he's just like, "Well, I'm gonna do something," and he just cracks a joke. Exactly, because that's what Tristan's good for, mm-hmm. but in the most delightful way. <laughs> yeah, and then we end the whole episode in a very yeah. calm. They're you just, know, James and Tristan playing checkers. Yeah, they're just hanging out. Hanging out in the living room and, and listening to King George the Sixth. Yeah. On his the radio. Christmas address. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of his Christmas addresses. And that's how the, it's real idyllic. Yeah. yeah. Chill and a happy little happy ending all around. It was. This was yeah. a great episode. It I was. really loved it. Yeah. I, I, I forgot how great this episode was mm-hmm. until we rewatched it. Well, I rewatched it. And it's it's a really fun episode. I think it's my favorite of the season. And yeah. I didn't expect that from a Christmas special kind of bonus. Normally we would expect like a bonus, something kind of funny, something light. Frivolous, it was, it yeah. had everything. Good had word, everything. frivolous. Yep. It was really good. Yeah. yeah. So um, I bef- would say these are my, f- this is my favorite after every episode with Tricky Woo. <laughs> <laughs> True. I, I, yeah. Tricky Woo comes first. A little butt shake. I love that episode. <laughs> I'm sorry. I interrupted. No, you're fine. So I have something for both of you. And I have a gift, and I'm gonna film you guys what? opening it. What? We're gonna do this live. Oh my goodness! So I'm awkward. gonna step away from the mic. Oh we have Christmas, it's a Christmas hats. Special. Is it? Oh my hats? goodness! <laughs> Is it a scarf and hat? Okay, I won't open it. We're being instructed not to open it yet. Beth is away from her mic. This is happening in real time. I want to film it. (laughs) Oh, now she has to pull up her phone, too. So I can hear your uh, reactions, Thank you. Of course. Oh, my goodness. This is silly. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. I'm filming. Awesome. You ready? Okay. Thank you. So we're going to open this. So here, we'll do a little bit of uh, tissue paper wrinkling. <laughs> oh, yeah. So here's our tissue. You're here with it us. Is... It's the same thing, guys. Oh, my gosh. It's a mug. Beautiful. With our postcard oh, logo on it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's so beautiful. How did you turn this around so quickly? This is amazing. It's Thank gorgeous. You. Did you make these <gasps> I did make those myself. What? You have a cricket. I don't have a cricket. <laughs> this it is beautiful. So we'll add a picture so that you can all see. Right. Yes. 
guys. I loved it. So I was like, doesn't it look so this nice? So I hope you made one Thank for yourself. You so of course I made okay. for myself. Wow. <laughs> That's so heartfelt and touching. Oh, man, thank you so amazing. much, Beth. Well, yes, yeah, thank you. Of course, I had to get you a mug that said postscript on it. Oh, so you brought yours too? I did. <laughs> we could all roll out with time. our mugs after exactly. we're finished That's recording so this. <laughs> I know, I so loved great. it. Wow. Oh my gosh. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Season one is done. Woo! Christina, Ali, all of you listening, thank you so much for listening along with us here at Postscript from WITF. We've loved every moment of season one. That's right. And we'd love to hear from you. If there are moments you love or moments you wonder about, please share your afterthoughts at postscript at WITF.org or PS at WITF.org. Yes, we can't wait to hear what you noticed. And we hope to share the mic with more fans in the future. That could be you in season two. Thanks again for listening. This podcast was produced by Ali Amaros from WITF. I'm Beth Capello. And I'm Christina Ziders. See you real soon for season two. We'd like to thank Pleasant View Communities and UPMC for supporting all creatures great and small on WITF. Thank you.